back and relax this morning. You can have your crunchy bar. And uh, as I uh, just uh, do the short message this morning, as I just speak today, um, and you'll notice in front of you, there's those Connect cards. If, if you're here for the first time, that'd be awesome if you filled that out. We've got chocolate for you to send you during the week if you fill that out. And, and you can put that in the offering buckets at the end of our service. But, but this morning, I, I love the fact that here at Elam Christian Centre, uh, we, we exist to be a centre of hope to reach, serve, and influence our community, our towns, our, the city, the, the nation for God. And, and, and I love, love it how the, the, the passion of this church is, is to rise up to help do everything we can to help people to know God. Uh, and we understand that everybody's on a journey and everybody has a past and to find freedom is, is just something that drives us because we know that when people find freedom from, uh, uh, through Jesus Christ, that, uh, that they discover purpose, that you can discover the purpose with what God has placed within your heart. I believe every person on the planet has a, a God-given purpose. And, and the whole reason uh, that God uh, does that for us, takes us on this journey, is that we can make a difference in our world. I'm so excited that at the end of our, our service, we'll be uh, just receiving a giving this morning, but our special offering for Bangladesh. Who would have thought that over here in little old Pukekohe, uh, that we can be building churches that reach thousands of people uh, in a country that is pretty closed off, that is pretty tight. Uh, but to be able to do that, that, that through your giving and my giving, we can make a huge difference to communities, to see thousands of people uh, in, in a, I think, a highly Muslim country uh, come to know the Lord. Who would have thought? God is good. We can do much more than what we ever dream or imagine right back on the other side of the world. So I encourage you to, uh, to do that after our service this morning. Hey, hey well, it's exciting. We're, gonna, we're starting uh, part one today of our, of our new series called Cautionary Tales. Uh, and it's a, it's, it's a pretty cool series, to be honest, because uh, what's cool about it is that the Bible is full of, of people, of, of characters uh, that didn't kind of finish very well. Uh, they made a whole lot of mistakes along the way. And, and, and some, for some people in, in, the, in the Bible that we're going to look at over the next three weeks, they, they, they didn't actually learn from some of the mistakes or, or take some of the advice that they were giving. And things didn't kind of end very well for them. And so this series uh, is all about that, uh, but we're going to uh, flip it on the other side that, that we may learn from them, uh, that we may not head down that, that journey or, or that path, because, because here's the thing, every path has a destination. Just because you want to go to a great destination or a wonderful place, uh, not, not every path leads there, but there is some paths that we can get on uh, that will lead us right in the wrong direction uh, and to not a great destination. And, and this series is all about that, that we may learn. So my heart for this series, is my heart for today, uh, as we look at a Bible character called Absalom, who was one of David's sons, is that we could uh, learn some of these, uh, these lessons from his life that we don't end up the same way or go down that same track this morning. Come on, I want to pray for you one more time this morning. Father, Lord, would you just come right now, Holy Spirit, would you, would you uh, fill this place afresh? Would you give us ears to hear your word? And, and Father, I pray that you, you just help us to, uh, to, to, to hear, Father God, what you're saying to us, Lord God. And that, Lord, as we read your word, well, Lord, I, I thank you that your word is sharp and is powerful, Father God. And, and Lord, I pray today that you would impact our hearts and our lives uh, for, the, for your name's sake, for the glory of God today. In Jesus' name, amen. So have, have you ever heard this saying? Have you ever heard this saying that says it's better to learn from someone else's mistakes than from our own? Uh, that, that's me. Uh, somewhere along the line, I'm sure that you have heard that, that let, let's learn from other people's mistakes. Uh, so we don't have to go uh, through the same uh, kind of issues or problems that people do. And uh, a few years ago, Denise and I, were, were at a, we were camp mum and dad at a youth camp. And, and just that from the get-go, if you ever get asked to be camp mum and dad, really think about it seriously. Because, <laughs> because they, these kids are up all hours of the night and, oh, it's just crazy. But we, but we did it. Uh, and we, had a, we actually had a fantastic time and, and we were pretty exhausted by the end of it. But, but at the end of the camp, uh, the, the young people, they're packing things up and they're cleaning up. And, and there's one guy who was standing over by an electric fence. And he calls to his friend, why don't you come over here? I want to show you something. And so as his friend comes over, uh, he gets close enough. So with one hand, he grabs his friend. The other hand, he grabs the electric fence. And of course, the guy gets a bit of a shock and like yells a bit. But it, it doesn't finish there. Uh, he, he, they call another couple of their friends and said, hey, you should come over here and check this out. And sure enough, another two people come across and, and they all kind of touch each other and wang, they, they grab onto the fence and the end guy gets an electric shock. It doesn't end there. 
There's another few people come across. They call them across. We arrive on the scene and there's 30 young people holding hands with one guy at the end grabbing the wire and the end guy, the number 30, getting this massive electric shock at the end and they're laughing and they're joking away. But, but, but here's the thing. They were all watching each other and, and there was not a whole lot of learning going on here. <laughs> there, there was not a whole lot of thinking that if we join into this line, that especially if you're on the end, you're going to get the electric shock. They, they were all standing there. Wow, this is amazing. Oh, yeah, I'll join in and they would grab 30 people, 30 young people and they come to the end and the last guy had just watched what had happened but he still held on to the hand and got the electric shock as well. Not a whole lot of learning, not a whole lot of thinking going on there at all but, but here's the thing, I, I think you and I are actually the same as this sometimes. Sometimes people give us some, some godly people, they give us great advice about the possible outcomes that will happen if we continue along this journey. Sometimes they'll, they'll let us know about, you know, pos- this is possible, that this is not going to end well for you if you keep going along these lines. And, and they try to give us v- advice or, or wisdom a- about the possibilities or the potentials that might go wrong. Uh, and then we, we, whether we know it or not, we actually make a decision from there. Will we listen? And I think we all can listen to that. But here's the thing, do we actually action what they are saying to us? Do we, do we listen to the wisdom? Do we listen to the, the advice that they're giving us and actually follow that through? Now, now this week, to some of you, this is going to be the most important part of the sermon that you're going to hear today. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, you and I, uh, sometimes, you know, when you want to send that grumpy email or text, you, you want to send a, yeah, this email and you, you kind of you work through it for quite a few minutes and you, and you, you kind of construct it so it's not too hard or the, the argument is, is, is not too harsh. And, and then you send the email uh, and then two seconds afterwards you think, oh man, what did I do? It's like you send the grumpy email and then you want to take it back. Well, now you can. A Gmail, uh, if you're into Gmail, has just uh, created this button uh, called uh, I don't really want, do you really want to send that grumpy email? (laughs) And what it actually is, it gives you a few seconds after you've sent that email that you shouldn't probably send anyway, uh, it gives you an opportunity to retrieve that email so the person doesn't get it. I, I think you're the same as me, even I discovered that this week, I wanted to send an email, and it was, it was probably a grumpy email about, come on, sort yourself out there, and, and you send it, uh, and then you say, oh man, what did I do, I wish I could get it back, well now you can, if you get onto Gmail, thank you very much, uh, we're, this, at Elam Christian Centre, we give good advice here, so, so please remember to, but, but here's the thing, so what is the, the piece, best piece of advice you've ever been given? What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Did you listen to it? But more importantly, what did you do with that advice? This whole series is, is about that, about, about the, the, the learning that we can get from people in the Bible that maybe just didn't finish quite so well. Come on, and today my heart for this series is that we learn, we learn, and we implement some of the, the learnings from these people. And, and, and so, come on, let, let's get into it today. So today we're looking at Absalom, and, and, and you can do some further reading around that this week. And, and if you're here this morning, and, and you're, maybe this is the first time you've been in church, or you're, you're not really a church person, we, we've got some Bibles that you can, we'd love to give you after our, after our service, and, and we'll show you where you can read to keep up with this story here. But, but in the book of 2 Samuel, from about chapter 13, to 18 during the week, you can read a little bit more about Absalom, and we're going to really skim over it quite quickly this morning for for the sake of time. But uh, but here's a, here's a few details. So uh, so Absalom is the son, or one of the sons of King David, uh, but he has an older brother called Amnon. And during uh, this week, you can read more about him, but my prayer is that we'll learn from some of his uh, mistakes. And, and so let's read the first scripture in, in your notes there this morning, 2 Samuel chapter 14, uh, verse 25. It says this, it says, In all of Israel there was not a man so highly praised for his handsome appearance as Absalom. From the top of his head to the sole of his foot, there was no blemish in him. Whenever he cut hair off his head, he used to only cut his hair once a year because it became too heavy for him. That's, and I have that problem as well, once a year. Once a year because, what? that wasn't supposed to be a joke, everybody. <laughs> he cut his hair once a year. I'm, I'm a bit sad now. That's like, once a year because it became too heavy for him because he, he would weigh it. He would weigh his hair. Get that, eh? Uh, and, it was, and its weight was 200 shekels by the royal standard. 
Now, this guy, he, he absolutely, he sounds like good king material. Uh, you know, well, possibly, you know, he's got all the outward appearance and the outward looks, but, but Absalom wasn't actually going to be king uh, because he had an elder brother. And, and here's, the, here's the Hollywood part of the story. There's so many Hollywood to make amazing movies of this, but, but Absalom, he, he really comes to prominence uh, in the scriptures because of his, in relation to his brother, who is actually the heir to the throne, this guy, Amnon. But here's and Amnon comes along, but but he wants to uh, sleep with his sister, his uh, his half sister Tamar, which is just crazy. But but he concocts this plan, a uh, plan with one of his uh, with another helper that lures uh, this his sister into his room while he's not feeling well, and 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 the story goes along where where um, Amnon actually he violates this this girl, his his sister, which is just a terrible terrible thing. But then he throws her out. He throws her out, and, and, and King David, he hears about this, what, what has happened, but, but he doesn't do anything about it at all. And, and Absalom, something grips his heart. He just got so angry, so, so wild about what his brother Amnon had done that, that he, he, he took hold of Tamar and brought her to her own house to care for her and, and look after her. Uh, but, but he also just told her just to keep quiet. Just, just keep quiet Don't, with, with what had happened. And, and the story goes that two years, uh, Absalom is, is sitting on this for two years, and, and, and as he, he gets more, more and more bitter and, and, and twisted about what has happened to his sister, he, he starts to, to uh, want to take revenge in his heart. And over two years, he, he comes together with a plan to kill his brother, Amnon. Uh, so he, create, he talks to his dad, uh, King David, and he, and he creates this, this, this party. They're going to have a celebration to invite all the king's sons. And, and, and while that, that party is going on, it was really just a, a cover because he, he had some people who were going to actually murder his brother for what he had done. So Ab- Absalom is, is just caught up with, with revenge and, and bitterness in two years, and, and, and then, all of it, he, then he flees after that. He's, he's kind of overcome with, with, with everything that had happened, and, and he, leaves, he, he leaves the country and goes and lives at another grandfather's palace because he doesn't want to avoid the consequences. And, and, and David, his, so his dad, his dad eventually uh, comes to terms with the death of his, of his son Amnon, uh, firstly, but then he's, he's grief-stricken about Absalom which is the next in line. And see, Absalom, he, gets, he eventually, as the story rolls on, Absalom eventually gets, gets invited back to the country, but King David, his dad, doesn't, doesn't want to see him. His dad doesn't give him any time, and, and he's kind of left in this, this, this wilderness, even though he's potentially like he's home, but he's in this wilderness. And, and Absalom is a guy, something, once again, inside of him, he, he doesn't learn from these lessons and, and this anger, is, and, and he starts to get a bit uh, political there, wanting his dad's job. He wants to become the king, and, and, and he just goes behind his dad's back, and he starts winning, uh, winning the favor of all the people, all the King David's subjects, and, and he does some all sorts of crazy things, that, but uh, he ends up where Absalom, uh, his father David, flees for his life. It's like a coup. There's like a coup that happens in Absalom and his army. Some of his guys are out there chasing after him because they're going to kill King David. Just remember, this is Absalom the son is after his dad. You might say that in our world today that there's lots of dysfunction in families and there's all sorts of crazy things going on. You just have to read the Bible to see that that there's, there's people in the Bible. And you know what the encouraging thing is? That God uses people who are messed up. And God comes when people come to the Lord. He, he will accept everyone. Maybe you're here today and you're, you're saying that your life or your family is, just, is, is just, just full of dysfunction. There's lots of anger. There's bitterness. There's all sorts of stuff. Can I say that? God today, I believe he wants to speak here today. And Elam Christian Center, we are a center of hope. The hope we have is found in Jesus. And, and we would love to talk to you about that afterwards. How hope Jesus can give you freedom from whatever you've been in your journey. Freedom for the future that you'll find purpose and make a difference in your world. See, this guy, Absalom, he, he's, a, he, he's a piece of work, really. He, he's pretty, he's just, uh, but the amazing thing is, listen to the, how it ends up for Absalom. And, and he's eventually on the run from his father, father's army who are after him now. And, and Absalom comes to his end because remember his hair, he must have had lots of hair. He's riding his mule uh, as, he's, as he, the, the two armies are, are, are facing off and they're coming to the situation. And Absalom, riding his mule under a large oak tree, gets his hair. He must have had a lot of hair, so this would never happen to me. But he had a lot of hair that got caught up 
in the branches of this oak tree. He must have had a lot of hair because the mule took off and Absalom was left hanging there for all to see, stuck, couldn't do anything. And, and obviously uh, David's army, there's a, another man who arrives in there, Joab, and, and he comes and he deals to Absalom uh, in the end. So it didn't finish well for Absalom. He, he never learned, he never dealt with things as he went along. And Second Samuel 18.10 uh, says this, when one of the men saw what had happened, he told Joab, I just saw Absalom hanging in an oak tree. <laughs> he was just hanging there, just defenseless. And obviously he met his end there. So what lessons, what lessons as you look through this story and, and some of the things that Absalom did, and he, Absalom had every advantage. He had every advantage of, of maybe what wealth was, and, but also he was a crown prince. He was, he was good looking and he had lots of hair. And, and, but God was watching over the nation of, of Israel at the time as well. And, but when bad things happen, when disappointment come. He, he just didn't handle those circumstances well at all. He didn't handle them well at all. And, you know, life is like that. Maybe you're, you're, you're experiencing that right now. And, and really, it's just, see, you can meet, maybe you've got friends or work colleagues in, in situations that are just seem to be just really messed up and, and full of dysfunction. But, but you can meet one person in a terrible circumstance who, who seems to be able to rise above and becomes an inspiration as they, as they push through, as they, as they do life. And, and then you can meet another person going through exactly the same kind of situation, and, but, but they lose it all. And sometimes it has a lot to do with our perspective and how we interpret what is happening to us. There's a great story about the turn of the century, how, how two uh, American shoe companies uh, in the early 1900s, they sent their, like their sales reps, two different companies, and each of them sent their sales reps to India because they were wanting to enlarge their, their territory and expand and, and sell more shoes. And the first salesman gets to India in the 1900s and says, this is terrible. They're not even wearing shoes. Then the second guy arrives and comes and says, this is fantastic. No one has shoes. There's going to be a huge market there for us. The perspective is quite different. And can I say today, with, with whatever you're facing and the journey that you've been in, uh, like try to interpret this situation through God's eyes. I, I, I've got to be honest, I, I don't know why God lets uh, some things happen or, or why things uh, do happen to us and, and as, as a part of the journey that we're on. But I do know this is that he is always with us. And today, for, as we go through this series, I, I want you to know that our ministry team at the end would love to pray with you because I know that's a real hard part of the journey is the why question. God, why did this happen? Why did you allow this? I know he wants to minister to some people today. So what happened to Absalom? He, he had to deal with his grief. He had to deal with his grief, but, but he, he didn't. And, and why, God, did you let this happen to my sister uh, the second thing was that there was no justice for his sister. You know, his, his, the king, he didn't want to know. We didn't do anything about it. And, and this made Absalom really angry. He, he had the emotion of anger to deal with, but he, but he did uh, nothing f about it. He had, the third thing was he had to deal with rejection. Even, even after helping his sister and taking her in and trying to help her, uh, his father just refused to see him and, and, and ended up running for his life. Uh, it was just a, a terrible situation there. But the result was, was this, is that he took his, his life into his own hands. He no longer trusted God. He, he no longer trusted his, his father and the king and, and the, all the outcomes of his life. But he made just, and he didn't make decisions that God would honor. There was disappointment. There was anger. There was bitterness. There was rejection. There was grief. There was injustice. And when you read this story, you'll quickly discover that, that David's family was, was pretty messed up. Uh, but even in this dysfunction, God's grace come. And he had a plan, and that is an evidence to save people's lives. See, see if you believe uh, the bad decisions that you're, you've made today, that they disqualify you for somehow for God's grace or his forgiveness, I want you to think again. I want you to open your eyes and ears this morning because take heart, even though as we look through this story and, and because of the mess we think we can be counted out, can I say that's not true, that's a lie of the enemy, uh, that God has a plan for you, he has a purpose for you, he has grace for you, he has love for you, he has forgiveness for you, and there's a journey for us all to take. And, God, and David and Absalom, this whole family, he did these crazy stuff and yet God knew and he still forgave them. 
The first lesson this morning, and, and if you check out your notes there, if, if you see some spaces there that we can fill in this morning. And, and, and as we go through this, the first thing was this, is that Absalom's story, it teaches us to deal with our anger quickly. Deal quickly with your anger. Ephesians 4.26 says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. See, life comes with it's, it's these painful guarantees, and, and you will have troubles. Jesus said it. Actually, it's not a matter of if. It, just because you're on the planet, it is uh, you will have troubles. Uh, we are guilty and, and highly capable of hurting people and, and hurting ourselves and, and being hurt, and, and sometimes the pain can be intentional, uh, and, and it can be with, with malice and just through anger, but sometimes it can be purely accidental as well and more often than not our anger is our emotional response and and Jesus experienced this righteous anger as well and the Bible shows that it's actually uh, it's okay to be uh, to uh, to be angry when you see injustice when you see uh, abuse there should be an emotion that rises up inside of each one of us but it warns us not to sin when we are angry easy to say hard to do right because in our hearts the heart of being human is we want payback. We want revenge. We want to take things into our own hand and, and deal with it. But, but God is, is saying that that's something that we bring to him as we journey through our life. So it's easy to feel those emotions. But sometime we're, somewhere along the journey, if we don't deal with our anger, it will explode. It will explode. See, Absalom allowed this anger that he felt towards his brother to turn into to murder. And, and two years of, after this incident, he was still angry and still plotting his revenge. And anger can really take hold of our, of our hearts. And I wonder what would have happened if Absalom had actually dealt with this anger and, and sought some help and had some godly wisdom and, and counsel. Maybe things may have looked really, really different See, I, I think dads here this morning, uh, you've probably had this uh, example just as me. And, and as a dad, uh, you know, I've made some mistakes during parenting as well. And I can remember this one time with one of the, I have three girls. And, and when the kids were younger, there was one of our kids, I just, I had a bad day. And I was just angry and worked up as well. And, and one of the kids did something. And, and so I thought, oh, it's that one. So I got that one and I put them into bed early and I took their pocket money off them and all that kind of stuff. And, and I closed their door and left them in the room, walked down the hallway only to find out it was one of the other jolly sisters that had done it. It was like a setup. So I'd, had, I'd taken it out on the wrong daughter for a start. So, so dads, you know, you do the kind of the walk of shame back down the hallway, just thinking, oh my goodness, your heart sinks that I accused the wrong kid for a start. And to open that door and see the little kid in tears, oh great, you know. <laughs> But to go in there and say, darling, I'm so sorry. It was actually your other sister. I'll get her. <laughs> but to say, darling, I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? Forgiveness is available for you and for me. Jesus offers us forgiveness. He offers us a, a, a price that he will pay for each one of you. He, he paid it with his son. At James chapter 1, verse 19, everyone should be quick to listen. Awesome. Slow to speak, I'm getting there, and slow to become angry. In Proverbs 15, 18, a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. The second thing is this. The second lesson from Absalom's story is that, is that we need to learn to serve others and let God promote. Uh, 2 Samuel 13, it says, In the course of time, Absalom provided himself with the chariot and horses and with 50 men to run ahead of him. And so Absalom was so caught up in being king that he, he promoted himself and he, he gave the other, other people around him, the, the, like he was influencing them, that he had the power, he had the authority. And in, and in doing so, he raised himself up in the eyes of, of people. And the trouble is by raising himself up, he, he positioned himself in direct competition with his father who was the king. And really, in doing so, by trying to promote himself and rather than serving his father, trying to promote himself became a part of the effectively caused a rebellion that cost David, King David, his kingdom. And so be wary. Can I say a little bit of advice? Be wary of people looking to promote themselves. See, we can learn from Absalom's example how not to do it. 
uh, about going about getting promoted, but we can also learn from Christ's example on how to. Philippians 2, 3 says this. says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but to each other, you to the interests of the others, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus had every right to come and to be served, but he chose to serve others. The greatest thing I believe that you and I can, can do in, in our homes, in our businesses, at, at school, at university, in, in our relationships, in fact, is to serve. Rich Wilkinson Jr. says this, if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. So come on, let's work hard. Let's work hard and, and upskill ourselves. Let, let's, let's get all the training that we can get in, and let's do all you can, but then let's trust God uh, that when the time is right, he will promote you. He will promote you, and it will be the right time. The third and final thing is this. The lesson from Absalom's story is listen to the right voices. Band, you could come quietly. That'd be great. Listen to the right voices. Absalom's problem was he'd surrounded himself by, uh, by some of the wrong people who were kind of speaking and feeding this thing that was going on inside of him and the anger that was, was happening. And, and, and his, his problem was the source of his growing confidence. It didn't come from a trust and a reliance on God, uh, but, it, but it come from within and the people around him from these voices that were speaking into his life. And listening to these voices led him to do some really foolish things and to make some big mistakes. In 2 Samuel, we, we read in fifth, chapter 15, it says, Then Absalom would say to him, Look, your claims are valid. He, he's promoting himself here, and uh, they're improper. Uh, but there is no representative of the king to hear you. Like, where is the king? I, I can do this. And, and Absalom would add, If only I were appointed the judge in the land, then everyone who had a complaint or, or a case could come to me, and I would see that they receive justice. See, Absalom had a habit of positioning himself in a prominent place in order to get the ear of the people. And the Bible says, the Bible is filled with proverbs about wisdom and gaining wisdom and, and urges us to seek, here's the thing, it urges us to seek good wisdom or good counsel. In Proverbs 27, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceit are the kisses of an enemy. There are also plenty of verses that encourage us to steer clear of those voices that, that, that lie and, and that will try to build us up or, or flatter us. And, and I love this one, Proverbs 26, 28. A lying tongue hates those it hurts, and a flattering mouth works ruin. See, Absalom allowed the praises of people to fill his heart. He was so proud of himself, saying, if I were the king. And can I say today that if you ever find yourself in a place where a colleague or a friend is, is really trying to promote you above other leaders and trying to, to push you, to raise you up, to put you uh, in the place of being the boss. If, like it, they say things like, if you were in charge or, 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 or if you were the man, can I say, don't, don't take the bait. Don't, don't take that bait. Absalom got caught up in his own branding, who he was, and began believing that he was the man. And this led him to become full of pride. My, my Bible says that, that God has incredible love for each one. And right, right now in, the, in this room, uh, I'm going to ask, that, why, don't you, why don't you close your eyes? Let's take a moment right here in this place. If, if you feel comfortable to close your eyes, that's cool. Uh, but let's take a moment here right now to, to say, God, I, I, maybe there's some here saying, God, I need to... I need you to help me with my, my anger. I just, I just lose it at the, like the drop of a hat. Father, would you come and, and, and show me? Would you guide me? Maybe there's some here that's like, for some others, you're, you've got all of these voices going around in you and they're, and they're telling you to do some stuff that, that firstly doesn't line up to the Word of God and you feel uneasy about it, but, but you've come along and you've just gone because you don't want to lose friends. And Maybe there's something where God just wants to speak to you about that. God wants to speak to you about maybe stuff that you've been through, things you've faced. And this morning, we, we're a church that expects breakthrough. So right now, why don't you take that moment just to pray, God, would you speak to me? God, would you heal me? Show me what my next step is. 
help me to take a step. Praise your name. There's other people here as I was preparing for this. In your heart, you wanna you wanna do something great for God, and but you're not you're not sure what to do or or where to start. See, Jesus gave us a real good clue of saying about serving the least of those and not needing to promote ourselves because He would promote us in the right season. Praise your name, my God. Father, today, Lord, right across this room, I, I pray that you would speak real clear, Lord God. Lord, will you challenge us where we need to be challenged and would you, would you heal us where we need to be healed? Would you pour out your love upon us today? In Jesus' mighty name. Just why every eye is still closed and I, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you're, you're new to church and maybe never set foot in the church. We, we believe that Jesus come and he paid a price for us that we may have everlasting life. And, and this morning, I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. Maybe, maybe you've walked away from, from church or been hurt or been burned and, and today you want to take another step and, and say, Jesus, I, I dedicate my life to you. And, all you have to do is just follow a simple prayer that I'm going to pray right now, just silently in your heart. Just, just pray this. Pray, dear Lord Jesus, I know that you love me. I know that you've got a plan for my life. And, and today, I ask that you come and be my Lord and Savior, that you forgive me for the things I've done wrong. I open the door of my heart today and ask that you come into my life. Today, I am going to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just wave your eyes closed, and in a second we're going to sing, and we've probably got a, a few more minutes in, the, in our service, and I'm going to come back after this song, but, but this morning before we, before we move on, can, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe prayed that prayer saying, I'm coming back to the Lord today, I, I, today I'm, I'm going to jump over this line and, and step towards you, live for you, and, if that's you this morning, just why no one's looking around, I want to do something really brave. I'm not going to call you out the front. I just want you to give me a wave because I'd, I'd like to uh, pray with you after our service, get our ministry team to help you on this journey this morning. So if that's you, I'm going to count to three and you quickly pop your hand up just so I can see and then slip it down and we would love to help you after our service. One, two, three. If that's you this morning, why don't you just lift your hand and we want to help you on this journey. Anyone this morning? How many people? You, you got your, your heart is beating out of your chest right now. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise your mighty name, O oh God. Father, we, Lord, we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy and your grace. And, and today, Lord, I, I pray that, that, Father, you would pour out your fresh, Lord God, that you would speak to us, that you would help us in our journeys this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. To hear, keep it on To hear, keep it finished. Come on, let's stand, church. Why don't we stand right now? To hear, keep it all Oh, not on a There is but one love.
we're going to finish in two minutes now. But, but can I say, we're going to sing this song one more time and worship the Lord one more time. And, and while we do that, our, our team are going to receive our morning offering this morning. I'm so excited that, that this morning you and I can make a difference in Bangladesh. And, and just as the buckets come along this morning, come on, we can see a nation change for the glory of God. And, and we'll come back to you and report on that in the next few weeks. But, but also if you're here and, and, and you see these, these Orange Connect cards in front of you, these, these cards, if you're here for the first time, we would love it. If you fill that out and pop that in the bucket or maybe you want to join a small group, be a part of the growth track coming up or, or be a part of our serving teams here on Sunday, you can fill out that card and pop it into the bucket as it goes around or, or afterwards at our info desk. So, so come on, church, let's sing one more time as that goes around. connected to that small group. It's been so good to see you. We love you lots. We're praying for you this week, everyone. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you at three o'clock today. Come and look through the building or next week. Bless you, everybody.
astounding. Love is an ocean, you can drown me. The sweet embrace, the lovely taste, I taste the sea. I'm under grace, the place to be. It means I'll never need an umbrella. I'm cool in the cold, in the hot weather. Whether or never I ever understand I'm a man in the hands of great plans to stand with fake dance.